Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's a big week, so we uh, we got big folks and big guests on here. And Seth Payne joins us. I don't know. I feel like I just called you big. I didn't mean to do that. I meant well, more you like a, me, yeah, like it's a big, bigger, it's, uh... like, a, like a big guest is what I meant. But I, I said big folks, and I just... I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to call you big, Seth. I I'm just big meant- peoples. That's all right. That's okay. I just your big my, time is what I my meant my uh, my sister used to work in this restaurant in New York City, and one of um one of the guys that worked there was a guy. He was uh he was from Bangladesh. He was an awesome guy. Like my sister and uh and her boyfriend at the time, like kind of like like you, the kid, the guy was like supporting his family, trying to get them to come over. He was an awesome guy. My sister and her boyfriend kind of like almost adopted him to try to take care of him. And they would take him like on trips to different places around the city and the country and everything. Um, but so he was super awesome, but he also like my sister's six foot tall and, um, their, their Bangladeshi friend was uh, much smaller than her. And he, he called her big ladies. Like that was, that was, his, that was, and I think he felt like he was respecting her when he called her that, but he called her big ladies and she never quite had the heart to tell him like, it's, a, it's actually kind of insulting if you call me big ladies all the time. Hey, big ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like Jameis Winston. <laughs> was, yeah. I don't want to do his accent. I don't want to do his accent yeah, because let's not I, do that. I'll get canceled for that. But it was, uh, it was very endearing in a way. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. does a Bangladesh accent sound like? I'm not going to do that. No, no. I think I'll you let can. you know real quick. So. Oh, yeah. just, <laughs> just, why, don't you, why don't you look it up in the break if you really, if you really need to. Have it. Tyler, you stay away from it. I need you to stop <laughs> right away. So the uh, only way we can transition off of that, Seth, we were just discussing this. Listen, Nico Collins, his season and, and hell Saturday night makes him look like a number one receiver do you think the Texans have a number one receiver in Nico Collins right now? Oh, that's a great question. I think, um, all right, is he A.J. Brown? Yeah. You know, is he somebody like that? So I guess I, I don't worry about a number one receiver as much as, because there are teams that do it pretty damn well, having a couple of guys who just are different types perhaps, but they um, they they share the duties. I think, yeah, he's a number one receiver. I don't know if I like put him in Hall of Fame category or anything yet, but uh, like he could easily be the number one guy on a, on a good offense, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Seth. I mean, I think, I think there's a tier above Nico Collins, but when you look at, yeah. what, you look at what the, you know, for instance, Brandon Ayuk is in, 
in in uh, San Francisco, and and I, I use that obviously because that's what this system, and I think this that's what D'Amico and Bobby Slook ultimately want this system to 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 resemble at least. Um, whether they ever get there or not is 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 another story, but that's what they want it to resemble. And if that's the number one we're looking for, um, to where the the guy around him is uh, like like a Tank Dell that can be more of a gadget guy with a really good tight end, I think Nico is that in in a nutshell. Like that that is that is exactly what you're looking for. But boy, if you get in one of these pass happy offenses where um, they're going to throw to win the game ultimately a, a good chunk of the time, then then it's that tier two guy. Uh, could could be better as a one B. Yeah, yeah, and that's where like I mean that's where ultimately the team game element of it comes in. And I was the same thing you were, Clint, which is a lot of times people say, "Well, look, how good is Brock Purdy really? He's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle." And people don't realize as they're saying that, oh wait. None of those guys are necessarily like guys that would have gone into any system and been the studs that they are in that San Francisco season uh, system. Like it's all very complimentary. I think what happens with guys like Ayuk um, or Debo Samuel or Nico Collins is that given the opportunity in a system like that, their physicality and their willingness to just bulldoze people like that that goes a long, long way. And there are other guys, you know, there are other guys in other systems that might be more athletic than some of these guys like Nico Collins, but I don't think they necessarily have that same mentality of like Nico Collins catching the ball and then like seeking guys out of bounds to hit out of I thought <laughs> I thought the Texans were gonna get an, a late hit by an offensive player and a defensive player out of bounds there. Uh where Nico was just like searching for people to lower his shoulder onto. Yeah. Um, I think it, it it all depends on what scheme he's in. I think he's the perfect guy for this scheme. Well, what these guys have done, and, and D'Amico spoke about it. We played a piece of audio in the first segment. I mean, what what these guys have done that I that I find it hard to believe if I if I hadn't watched it week in week out is they somehow find a way to get Nico the ball in space, like easy completions. And look, I understand a lot of what Stroud does appears easy, but it really isn't. He makes it look effortless. But they just continue to get this guy. Um, you know the ball in space, whether it's underneath or it's it's over the top or mid range game. Like he, he just, it's crazy how often he's got the ball in his hands. All of a sudden he's six four two twenty, and a guy that's five ten, you know, a buck eighty is trying to tackle him. And, and and it's it's they do it time and time and time and time again. And in that role, man, that it's hard to argue if the dude's a one or not. Seth, let, let's stay on that side of the ball. There's a lot of smoke right now around this cycle of head coaches, hires coming, and and Bobby Slowick is starting to surface on a couple of radars uh, in terms of being being uh, requested to interview. Um, just your thoughts on on the the you know possibility of that happening this year? Is it likely? Is it unlikely? What are your thoughts around Bobby Slowick as a head coach? I just it it feels, and this is just nothing but feels, and me watching every press conference since these guys have been here. And all of that, it feels like D'Amico and Bobby were kind of committed to each other. They had a they had a pact, you know. That's not a secret. That part's on the record that they were gonna, you know, that the D'Amico was gonna bring Bobby with him when he got that chance. And I feel like, without going too deep into whatever anybody's motivations are or anything, it seems like the most likely scenario would be that Bobby was. Like either either without words or specifically with words, committed to D'Amico for more than just a season, 
And I, like, and I don't think that that's because that's morally the right thing to do or anything. That's just the way it feels to me. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Slowick takes some interviews. I would be surprised if he takes the job this year because for one, whatever maybe agreement they have between them, which is pure speculation on my part. I cannot stress that enough. That's pure speculation on my part. But the other part of it is that, you know, Bobby has been pretty open about, you know, talking about how he had to learn and grow as an offensive coordinator this year. And there are things that he just flat out, you know, the things you don't know until you, until you learn that you don't even know them. And then you learn them like all that stuff. I think the next step is okay. After this year, he can start thinking about adding like the, the plan for being a head coach onto it. And that's the best thing for him. Like if you're just looking at it from his perspective, completely selfishly, does he want to go somewhere and not be completely and totally ready to be a head coach? I don't. I don't think so. Um, and I don't know if any of these situations out there right now are are that situation. So I just I've got a good feeling that he'll be here for at least another year, and then hopefully, whether it's Gerard Johnson or Bill Lazor or any other buddy, somebody else who's not even on the Texans right now, can step in and and fill the role of offensive coordinator after that. That would be big if he is able to stay one more year. We've just seen some of his uh, contemporaries in that system go ahead and go early. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, a lot of them, quite a few have gone after just one year as a coordinator. Yeah. Yep. yeah the, but that's the, where, the, but there, I, I feel like it's different with, um, because Bobby Slowick and D'Amico, I've got, I've got, I've watched too many damn movies. Like those two came into the league together, or at least came into the 49ers together as coaches. And I feel like, uh, it feels in some ways like Bobby hitched his, uh, you know, hitched his wagon mm -hmm. to D'Amico's star. And, and I wonder like just how far he wants to ride that before he jumps off on his own. Well, it, I think a, a big part of that too, and, and it's, if he's not ready, he's not ready. This doesn't matter, but yeah. boy, they're, they're, the potential of some really, really, uh, I would think appealing jobs coming open. Um, I mean, is, is, is got to play into that, right? I mean, is, is, you know, you look up and if, if you are Bobby, the smart thing to do is go, I'm not going to get into to a situation where it's no cap space, a bunch, you know, they, they got two years of, of cleaning up a mess and I got to figure all this, they don't have a quarterback and, you know, you got to think if there's going to be some healthy organizations come available with, with the firing of Rabel, who knows what's going to happen with Belichick in, in New England. There's already a couple of jobs out there. Chargers. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some sexy – it seems like from the outside, again, I hadn't studied the salary cap on all of these, but it seems like there's some pretty sexy, um, you know, organizations out there right now in terms of inheriting a quarterback and, and, a, and something you feel like you could win with. I'm deeply in denial about all this. You guys have to understand. And I might be the worst person to talk to about it because um, I don't know if you can tell, but I just, I don't want Bobby Slowick gone. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, go through. No, I, I honestly, for all the, even some of the growing pains, you're likely going to have a first year offensive coordinator again next year having those same growing pains. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.